45, 40, run, William, run! He's got blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Krim! He snapped back, ball down, can't block! They blocked the kick! This is the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider Jeremy and Akron. Jeremy, it's offseason time, and that means Browns news. What is going on, man? Chase, what is up? I guess John Dorsey blew a giant hole in a couple guys' theories, including Tony Grossi, that we were going to be play this offseason safe and not be too aggressive, huh? Uh, aggressive <laughs> is definitely one word for it, Jay. Here's the, here's the deal, man. Uh, if you haven't heard, the Browns have signed ex-chief running back Kareem Hunt to uh, – it's, it's one year, one million. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that true? Yes, and also, but also it's way more than that because – after the contract is up, he'll be a restricted free agent. Yeah. So the Browns essentially have his rights for as long as they want him. So he is a Brown. You know, if he gets his stuff together, he's a Brown for a long time. Currently, he is on the commissioner's exempt list. Is that correct? Yes, but so the Browns had to get permission to sign him. So the Browns must have gotten permission from the league to sign him. When you're on the exempt list, the Browns would have had to get permission from the league. He's suspended for, at the most, up to eight games for the 2019 NFL season for a uh, – Video of him last year released his uh, assaulting, kicking a, a lady on the ground of a hotel in Cleveland. There were a couple other videos, actually. There's two, a couple other incidents um, that he uh, was suspended for and then immediately dropped by the Chiefs. D has them, interestingly enough. Jeremy is on the conduct review committee for the NFL. Yep. So um, she has some intimate knowledge. She probably knows more than anybody about what the NFL is going to do about it because she's on the conduct uh, committee. So – a bunch of different uh, outliers, factors going into this situation. Jeremy, why did the Browns sign Kareem Hunt? I think the Browns signed Kareem Hunt for two reasons. One, I've talked about this before, but I think John Dorsey truly believes in second chances for guys. He's demonstrated that in the past. He'll take a chance on, on a guy. And two, because I think they're collecting talent because they want to win a championship. The Browns are collecting top-end talent. That's what it's about now. As I've said numerous times, I think they're going to be extremely, extremely uh, aggressive this offseason, which they've already shown now that they're going to be. And they're collecting talent. So, A, John Dorsey knows the guy better than any of us. So, I I'll defer to him as we have on almost everything. He knows the guy. He knows the situation. Like we just said, uh, D is on the conduct committee, so she knows the situation better than us. They've done their background checks. Obviously, it checks out to them. He's on the team because the Browns are collecting talent, and they want to win, and they feel comfortable with it. Uh, with the signing, John Dorsey, <laughs> Dorsey, John yeah. Dorsey released a two-paragraph statement from the Browns with the signing. I'm going to read it, Jeremy, and it's a little more fleshed out. Uh, it's one one of the more fleshed out, methodical statements I've I remember reading from the Browns. And it's so bear with me here, buddy. We'll, we'll continue here. This is what it says. This is from John Dorsey and the Browns. My relationship and interaction with Kareem since 2016 in college was an important part of this decision-making process. But we then did extensive due diligence with many individuals, including clinical professionals, to have a better understanding of the person he is today and whether it was prudent to sign him. There were two important factors. One is that Kareem took full responsibility for his egregious actions and showed true remorse. And secondly, just as importantly, he is undergoing and is committed to necessary professional treatment and a plan that has been clearly laid out. We fully understand and respect the complexity of questions and issues in signing a player with Kareem's history and do not condone his actions. Given what we know about Kareem through our extensive research, we believe he deserves a second chance, but certainly with the understanding that he has to go through critical and essential steps to become a performing member of this organization aside 
from what the NFL determines from their ongoing investigation. We fully understand that Kareem is subject to discipline by the NFL. Here at the Browns, there's a detailed plan with, the, with exceptions laid out that he understands and must follow because any similar incident will not be tolerated. We will support Kareem through this process and utilize our resources, however permitted, to help him become successful on and off the field. As long as he continues to show the commitment necessary to represent this organization. Uh, there, Schefter reported two other teams were interested in Kareem Hunt. The Browns, the Bears, and the third team, Jeremy? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. The team who dropped him like a bad habit. What, what yep. does that tell you about? That tells me a lot. That says that, you know, he can't be that bad in the locker room. He couldn't have been that bad there, you know, as far as being a nuisance to the team if they were willing to bring him back. And you know what's funny about those three teams? They all are the three teams that know him the best. Matt Nagy was the OC his rookie year. The Chiefs are the team that drafted him, and John Dorsey is the individual that drafted him. So the fact that the three teams that are had the most exposure to Kareem Hunt all wanted him tells me a lot. So you like the signing? I do. I am not a fan of the signing. <laughs> That's okay. We were talking a little bit before the pod. Uh, I mean – as the news broke, I was actually with a bunch of college students. Um, I, I teach student ministry classes at Ohio Christian University uh, three times a week. And uh, I, I found myself, Jeremy, and this is just completely being honest and transparent. And when I realized I was doing this, I had to take a step back. I was trying to justify the signing in my brain because on the field, there's a lot to get excited about. And uh, the more that – I tried to justify it. I, I realized I was trying to justify the sign, and it it just. You know what, too, Chase? If you look at the stat, don't look at the stats, man. <laughs> His stats are stupid, stupid good. So if you look you at those stats, you're really trust me. I know he. Can, <laughs> I his, his, rece his receiving stats are stunningly good. I looked at his receiving stats from the ten games he played this year. He averaged fourteen yards a catch as a running back out of the backfield. He had seven touchdowns. He's, over two years, he played 26 games over two years. He's got 3,000 total yards in 26 games. I mean, it's, it's almost unprecedented how good his stats are. So, yeah, I understand. You didn't want to justify it as a fan. You wanted to step back and by your moral code, I guess moral compass um, is how you wanted to judge us, and I understand that completely. That's totally fair. I look at it as I hate the idea of ruin, of someone's life ending at age 23 because of a stupid mistake. That's where I'm at on it. He's got to pay his time. He already Think about what he's already lost. He lost the last six games of the regular season with the best team in the NFL, one of the best teams in the NFL, playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's lost that. He lost the playoffs. He lost a ton of money. He's out of an organization that drafted him, an organization he probably loved to play for. He's played a lot, and he's got to pay more going forward. He's in alcohol rehab classes. He's in – um, abuse rehab classes. He's going through a lot. So, you know, if John Dorsey, the Browns, D Haslam and the NFL deem he can come back, that's fine with me. I don't believe in, you know, a, a, a death sentence for a 23 year old after one mistake. And I agree with you, Jeremy. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a full-time worship leader and student pastor at a church in Columbus. And actually dude, crazy story. There was a guy at church on Sunday for the first time. And after the service he came up to me and said, Hey, this is a really weird question. I said, no, man, what's going on? He goes, hey, uh, do you host the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast? <laughs> His name's Adam. <laughs> uh, shout out to Adam. Um, That's why. So, so, dude, I have dedicated my life to second chances. To Absolutely. It's what I believe in. It's what I preach. Um, but, but I say this, man. 
Jeremy, if, if you're a banker and you're caught embezzling, you're not going to be allowed to bank again. If you're a doctor and you're found to be with malpractice, they're going to strip you of your credentials and you're not going to be allowed to practice medicine again. Um, if you are a pastor, there are certain things that if you do, you, you, you just will be out of a job. And I think like, that's the reality with, with some professions that especially when you're a role model, when you're looked up on, whenever you're on a platform, there are just certain things that you, you cannot do. Um, and uh, the NFL has been really inconsistent um, sure. with some of these uh, and expectations. You and I'm not going to in any way minimize what he did. It was bad. But if you look at some of the other videos we've seen, Joe Mixon punched a girl worse than anything I've ever seen in my life. And he didn't miss a single NFL game for it. You know, it look, there, the lady has – at least what I've read online, I, apparently the lady has admitted to making racial slurs at him. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know the whole story. So, and, and that doesn't excuse either. I never firmly believe you never hit a woman period you never hit anybody unless your life is at stake by that person in my opinion if someone's trying to come at you and kill you then you can hit them but you you shouldn't hit another person i agree with that 100 percent. i think in your examples i think are fantastic i didn't even think about that you're absolutely right there's certain things you do in life where you will no longer be allowed to do what you continue you do if you do these certain things so i agree with you there i don't know what that line is in the nfl yeah. i don't i and don't know the That's nfl doesn't know. say Right, exactly. There's not, it's too, there's a big gray area. There's nothing in black and white that says, if you do this, you will no longer play. You're darn right. You embezzle money working at a bank. You are not going to work at a bank anymore because we cannot trust you around the money. You do something horrible as a pastor, as far as, you know, uh, sexually or whatever, you're not going to be a pastor because we cannot trust you to be one-on-one -on -one with individuals in that setting anymore. You're absolutely right. I don't know what that is in the NFL. I don't know what one thing you can do that you can no longer play. I guess no for the anthem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I don't know what that one thing is that you can't do that will no longer let you play. And you know what? You're and I, I, I totally understand people that have a moral issue with it. I, I tot I honestly totally do. I would love to hear from the the woman that you know to see what she has to say. Yeah. Has she forgiven him? Because that means a lot. You know, we're not we neither of us have anything to do with what happened between those two. I kind of want to know where she is That's and true. what she says about this. Yeah. Um another another thing that I uh started to realize is uh a lot of the female Browns fans are a very different tune than a lot of the male Browns fans. And uh I think it's important to listen to that as well. Um I've seen both. I've seen some women like I'm all in. So, and I think the fact that he's from Cleveland, you know how Clevelanders are, man. Cleveland That's people true. love love their own. So I've seen some 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 women that I respect, and I've I've, I've agree with you. I've seen some women that I respect that don't like it. I've seen some ones that don't, don't have a problem with it. But man, if there's one place on this planet that loves their own more than anybody, it's Cleveland. They, if this kid comes in and is contrite and apologizes, people will forgive him in this town. There is not a doubt in my mind. So b before we continue, because bottom line is the Browns have signed Kareem Hunt. There's no point yeah. arguing about it. I mean, it, it's happened. We're going to report. We're going to address what that means for the team. But before we do, it's okay to think differently. So when you're online, sure. you're talking to your family, even if you're, for instance, like, don't bash them. Don't, like, crap on their, like, how they feel. It, it, it's, exactly. okay. it's okay to be on different sides of the fence on this. I um, absolutely uh, just respect each other's opinions, listen, 
Um, and, and be compassionate. Some people come from a place where this is, hits really, sure. I have a terrible choice of words. I almost said, I mean, hits really close to home. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, Chase, as, as well, I've been in the same kind of boat you are. I've taken in a troubled kid that's been through a lot of the same stuff. I've seen, you know, I've worked with kids my whole life as well. So I understand. And that's probably why I may have a little more compassion for Kareem Hunt because I've worked with troubled kids. I have, you know, a brother-in-law who's in jail right now for 10 years for something similar. Yeah. You know, so I've seen, I've seen the similar thing and I've seen the effect it has on people. So maybe that's why I tend to side with the, the kid because I know the kind of stuff, you know, Kareem Hunt's dad is in jail for drugs. So what kind of upbringing did Kareem have? You know, sure. the whole, it's, it's, it's so more, it's much more complex than we can make it with right, man. 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah. Everyone has a story and yep. you don't know everyone's story. You don't know everyone's context. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Some people maybe have feelings on this, but they can't share them because they might be scared of what someone might do at all. I mean, you just never know or someone is. So just, yeah. just chill out. All right. I mean, if you don't want to be a fan anymore, like someone cannot, that's, be a, that's okay. That's Respect them. Yeah. And yep. the Browns made a calculated decision. And if it means yep. you no longer be a fan of the Browns, I understand that that's, that's perfectly acceptable. I want to read a statement from Kareem Hunt. And then I want to talk about what this means for Duke and, and, what, and yeah, which, then we'll get to the football end of it. Yeah. We'll forget that. Uh, part. This is, this is from Kareem Hunt. Uh, first off, I'd like to once again apologize for my actions last year. What I did was wrong and inexcusable. That is not the man I was raised to be, and I've learned a great deal from that, ex from that experience and certainly should have been more truthful about it after the fact. I'm extremely grateful that John Dorsey, D, and Jimmy Haslam and the Cleveland Browns organization are granting me the opportunity to earn their trust and represent the organization in the best way possible on and off the field. I'm committed to following the necessary steps to learn and be a better and healthier person from the situation. I also understand the expectations the Browns have clearly laid out and that I have to earn my way back to the NFL. I'm a work in progress as a person, but I'm committed to taking advantage of the support systems that I have in place to become the best and healthier version of myself. That's Kareem Hunt after uh, the news um, broke today. Saying all the right things. Sure. Right. I mean, this things you'd want to hear from someone who has this issue signing a team. I'll say this: the Browns players were pumped. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're super hype on Twitter. Um, yeah. Now the Browns on their roster have Nick Chubb, they have Duke Johnson and Kareem Hunt. You you said the <laughs> NFL. Uh, that's, that's I don't even think it's. I don't think it's even a question at this point. I mean, if we're looking at straight talent, I, I see, I, I see how ag you're agonizing over this. But if you look at just straight talent, it's a home run. I mean, it, when is the who is the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as your one-two punch? What touch is that in the NFL right now? Absolutely nothing. Like I talked about earlier, I pulled up his stats to see um, his receiving stats. Hunt's receiving stats are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. You know, he's, aver he he's averaging 4.7 yards a carry on runs in his career so far. He had, like I said, this year he averaged 14 yards a reception. He had seven touchdowns in the 10 games receiving. You know, out of the back foot, I mean, the things that Freddie Kitchens and Munkin are, Munkin are going to be able to do with this offense, it's going to be unbelievable. What does it mean for Duke? I don't know. I guess it depends on the length of the suspension. You know, he did miss, like I said, the last six games last year. I don't know if that'll count if it's an eight-game suspension. He just has to sit out the first two this year. Or if it'll be eight more games. We don't have the answer to that. I guess a lot of it depends on what the NFL figured out in their investigation. Um, what the woman said to the NFL. You know, the whole situation, I guess, they'll weigh in. Like I said, D probably has a little bit of insight on what's going on with that. So we'll have to see on that. But, I mean, football-wise – like I said earlier, John Dorsey's collecting talent. He's collecting so, talent. 
talent. We're at a place right now where we're going to have depth at the running back position, but not just depth, talented depth. Either one of these guys would start for 30 teams in the – probably 27 teams in the league, 28 yep. teams in the league. Yep. So uh, you had a couple of points there, Jay. I think Kareem Hunt is arguably one of the best running backs in, in the NFL. Um, he would have been – if not the most sought after free agent, right one be behind Le'Veon Bell in the running back class. Um, he was he is the top fantasy running back, aside from uh, who's not Gurley and uh, Melvin Gordon. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. He is definitely a top five in the NFL, arguably top running back. And uh, throw Chubb in the mix. I mean, I don't know of any other. So the Super Bowl. There was a huge drop off from Todd Gurley to C.J. Anderson. You can never have too many running backs. Um, no, and the most it's the most physical position all of sport. We've talked about that before. It's the most dangerous position all of sport, playing tailback in the NFL. And now you have two top ten running backs on your roster. Yeah, you have a, a very serviceable third running back and Duke Johnson, who's very versatile. If they hang on to Duke maybe use him in a trade. I mean, <laughs> you want to get really crazy? I wouldn't be surprised right now if Dorsey's talking to the Giants about OBJ. He obviously is all in. I thought about that. Super Bowl. You had, imagine you had OBJ and Hunt to this offense. You had the best offense in the league. I, I mean, there's say, not even a, I, I don't even think there's a. First round picks and more for OBJ. I would. If you got, and he's on a, the contract he's on. And you know what's funny? Everyone talks about the dead money with the Giants. It actually would be like the Giants paying $16 because they don't have to owe them $16 million in what's called dead cap money. It would be like them paying $16 million for a first-round pick and whatever else they get. We paid $16 million for a second-round pick. Yep. So it's not, it's not completely unheard of. So No, I agree. Who knows? But I just think, I think Dorsey's, it, it's clear to me that Dorsey is all in. This right here signifies that we are all in going for the playoffs. And if you add OBJ or if you even add, there's a handful of guys you could add to this offense and it would be the best offense in the league on paper. I mean, there's it's, not a doubt in mind. It has to be OBJ. Um, I yeah. don't know. I mean, that's the connections are there. It, it, it's know. been leaning that way for, for a while. The Instagram pictures, it's... And like you said, the players are pumped about this and I guarantee eyebrows around the league of players. Players have a different perspective than we do because they live this stuff with people trying to get at him, people, and you know what I mean? So they probably have a little more compassion for cream than your average fan because they know as when they go out in public, there's women coming at them. There's men coming at them. They see a lot of stuff. So it's sort of a fraternity and a bond. And you saw how excited the Browns players are about it. I guarantee you people around the league are like, man, they got Mayfield and they got hunt and they got Chubb and they got Landry and Perriman look great. And Joku's got some respect around the league. I can promise you, that there's players around the league going, okay, I see you, Cleveland. I see you, Mr. Dorsey. We have a lot of players on the squad. Uh, do you think that Kitchens and, and uh, that was a selling point for, for Monken uh, that we're getting that we're interested in? Yeah. Huh? yeah, and, you know, they finally had their press conferences the other day. We'll touch on that, too, over here. I was blown away. I was blown away by Monken and Wilkes. You know what's amazing about it? And Terry Pluto wrote this. Terry Pluto had a source that told him that, the Browns absolutely got all three of their number one choices. Those were literally the number one choice for offensive corner, defensive corner, special teams coordinator. The Browns got their number one choice. The most impressive thing about it, Wilkes nor Munkin had any relationship with anybody. They just wanted to come here. Wilkes and Munkin, neither one of them had ever worked with Freddie, didn't know Dorsey that well, but they were – and Munkin could have had five or six jobs where he called plays and essentially ran the offense. And he chose to come here to work with Baker – and Freddie Kitchens. I mean, it's pretty incredible how much a year difference can make with John Dorsey running the show and, the, and having talent. 
you know, they always say, Chase, it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. But we finally got the Jimmy's and the Joe's. But it looks like we got the X's and the O's to go with them now. So Dude. pretty incredible. And another thing this does is it, it's a way for us to play defense around the AFC without other teams signing Kareem Hunt or whatever. Not exactly. that there were a lot of interest, but I mean, if the Chiefs oh. wanted to resign him, I dude, told you that that right there is the that right there is the thing, Chase. The thing I keep thinking in my mind: how horrible can this guy? They think this guy. They were around the guy every day for two years, you know. So they they would know him the best, and like I said, Matt Nagy would know him the second best, and John Dorsey would know him the third best of all the teams in the NFL, and they all wanted the guy. I mean, the, the bottom line is, for the next ten plus years, it's going to be Chiefs and Browns ruling the AFC. That's the reality. That is how fun is that going to be? The world that we're living in. The fact that the Chiefs didn't sign one of the best running backs, the NFL, who was on their team previously. I mean, that I think that that's a yeah. You can't overlook that piece of the signing. On the Twitter sphere, saying that we we right now uh, have the best offense in the AFC. Jeremy, is that true? I think if it's not, it's close. I mean, KC obviously. But I mean, outside of Kansas City, maybe San Diego. Who has? I mean, who's better? Pittsburgh? I don't think so, because Bell's going to be gone. I mean, go through, go through. I mean, do you think the Patriots are better on offense right now? I, I really don't. The Jets are definitely not better. The Dolphins are definitely not better. The Bengals are definitely not better. The Steelers are definitely not better. The Raiders are definitely not better. The Broncos are definitely not better. Jay. Go through the offense. The Chiefs, maybe the Chargers. Do you think the Patriots are better right now? I don't. Not with uh, Manning's age or with uh, Brady's age and everything going on. I don't think they're better. So, I mean, you start going the, – the, the Ravens don't have a better offense than us. Would you trade Duke in a first and a second for Antonio Brown? I would rather have OBJ because he's four years younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I would take it – I don't know if I'd give a first and a second for Antonio Brown. I don't think this doesn't – I don't think – I think it's moot because I don't think the Steelers will uh, trade him to us. Would I do it? I, 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 <laughs> I would think about it without the second. You know, I don't want to give them the first and the second round pick. I mean, are you going to get a better player for the next five years than Antonio Brown at number 17? That's what you have to ask yourself. Is there a player at 17 that will help the team more than Antonio Brown over the next five years? Because you have a, a – like we've talked about a million times, you have an incredible window these next four years, essentially, maybe four years, because then you got to really pay Baker. But the next four years, you have an incredible window. And the other thing that's opening that window is the, the Steelers are getting old and they're falling apart. And the team is going to be a, look a lot different this year. So, you know, the Bengals are in full rebuild mode now. So it's going to be a very interesting couple of years. So may, if, if there was a year, and this is why I've said forever that I think Dorsey's going to be extremely aggressive, this would be the year to do it. Because like you said, you get one more front-line player on offense, an OBJ or an Antonio Brown, you're the best offense in the AFC. You and the Chiefs are the favorites to to go to the Super Bowl. That's my opinion. Well, I don't like the signing. I don't agree with it, but it's happened. Jeremy, any final thoughts? No, sir. I mean, look, like we talked about ad nauseum here, I totally understand disagreeing with it. But like you said, that's fine. But you have two choices now because it happened. You either are still a fan and you roll with it, or you pick a new team. And guess what? It's going to be about 99% people are still going to be fans of the Browns. And that's just, I, I believe that. All right, Jeremy, thanks for taking time out of your day. I ran home, uh, get, get the recording studio ready. Uh, we'll be in touch next couple weeks. Got some cool guests coming on. Uh, we got some live shows looking to do with some Browns backers club. It's going to be a fun off season. Stay with us. Uh, give us a like, uh, subscribe, subscribe, 
do all that junk, whatever, whatever. Jeremy, thanks. For <laughs> and have a good day. Go Browns. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Here we go, Brownies. Hoo, hoo. It's not a